All this week, I am going to be talking with Joe Alexander. He is a Surf Safe certified instructor and a proctor. He can give the test. And we're going to be talking all about food safety this week. This is the first time I've actually talked about this subject in depth on the podcast. Today, we're actually going to be talking about how there's not a one-size-fits-all food code. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Joe Alexander, and I own a company. I'm in North Carolina. I'm a double entrepreneur right now, running two businesses. Uh, my main main thing that keeps me busy is a food safety firm, uh, teaching the the food safety, serve safe to restaurants, and of course, food trucks and any other operation that's required to have that food safety manager certification. And then, um, you know, that that comes and goes. And so, I spend the rest of my time, uh, which is trying to become full time job, uh, running a food truck. So that is how I got into our awesome group and gotten some valuable information. And that's not my, it, that wasn't my first rodeo with, with the food or with a food truck or any kind of restaurant. I was, uh, if I back up to right out of school, I was a health inspector 2006, 2009. So fresh out of school, uh, um, did that. And within a year or two, realized that wasn't a, that wasn't going to be my career path. I enjoyed the teaching part. I enjoyed helping folks um, and, 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 and really working that side of it, but not necessarily the regulatory side being that health inspector that comes in, not just because I didn't want to, you know, didn't want to you know, be the bad guy. Cause you're not really that. It just wasn't, wasn't my nine to five, you know, do inspections every day and rinse and repeat. So I had been in restaurants before that. So went back into it and, and have, uh, owned three different brick and mortar restaurants, um, until COVID <laughs> and, uh, that, the, the food truck became the COVID project uh, to keep right. me busy and, um, so I feel like that's that's a nice mix there, having the business side of it and that strong regulatory side of I've kept always doing the consulting and training for food safety for the past 15 years while operating restaurants. So well, that's awesome. That's, uh, that's the quick synopsis of, uh, of my last 20 years. Well, that is pretty quick for 20 years, but that's you right. cover a lot of different <laughs> ground there. So that's absolutely awesome. We were talking before we started jumping into the topics about the number of different agencies around the country that people may have to contact. So let's just start with that. Tell, uh, yeah. tell the folks what you were just discussing with me. Sure. Um, you know, lo loosely, the numbers that, that have uh, come out for, to, um, from the FDA, their, their uh, data for the number of agencies uh, that we have. Uh, there's not an exact number that I could find, of course, because we know every county, every city and all that um, goes different. But there, since 1995, the FDA has had a food code that they released their first food code in 1995. About every four or five years, they had to, they change it a little bit, update it, do a little, usually minor changes, nothing major. But um, since 1995, they've had that federal code. And um, as of now, 49 states have adopted any of that one or one or all the most recent of those versions. So 49 states are all kind of in the same boat, going along the same way. Uh, the outlier is California. 
doing things. Uh, they, they kept their own rules and regulations. And uh, it's not really different, but it's just California. It's just not going it, to, it's, it's a, I'd say the blueprints are pretty similar between the federal and, and that. But if you look at that, then, so it's 49 states, uh, Puerto Rico, and, and uh, the, uh, they're all in it as well. You can include them as part of those 49 states. They, they adopted the food, food code as well. They estimate that that is 64 agencies in those 49 states. That means, like, for instance, I'm in North Carolina, it, that's one state agency, but each, we have exactly 100 counties. So you can't just say 64 agencies in 49 states. But I say, let's add, let's, let's multiply, you know, add 100, you know, counties, uh, give or take in each. So we're over, or, we're 5,000 different agencies, if you count cities, metropolitans, counties, and all that, um, doing different enforcement, which means different interpretations, which the whole point that I think we, when we talk about that, the whole point would be, there there's that's 5,000 give or take different ways that we we can all share with each other that we've had to do things it's never going to be one way even with the federal food code that was obviously their intent was hopefully that there'll be kind of one blanket way to do things um but there's just no way that'd be like expecting you know a, a speeding <laughs> you know 50, uh, a nationwide 55 mile an hour speed zone is not going to be enforced the same in then uh, 50 states so um I, I would say it's sort of like that so that makes it really hard for us in the, in brick and mortar, one thing, but especially in the food trucks, because we're moving from county to county, city to city, and even state to state. And there is no one size fits all or even close to it. So um, that, I, I see that as a big, as a big hurdle for us. Um, and the group does a great job of, of asking it. And um, I've seen it sometimes go down. I wouldn't say the wrong way, because I don't say there's a right or wrong way, but it can go down a way. We can all, like I said, we can all say the way we've done it. This is what I had to do. But um, like you, Bill, I've even opened with brick and mortars, opening three restaurants isn't going to be three, three same, uh, same circumstances, you know. So exactly. Yeah. Um, the point being, you got to call, you got to make that call. You might have to call three or four times an email. You have to call your local, your local inspector to get the, the verbatim um, exact way we need to do things. No, absolutely. What I recommend people do when they start with their, you know, their food truck idea or even a brick and mortar idea is get those mm -hmm. local regulations, start yeah. at the city level and work your way up and then take the names and numbers of every single person that you talk to. Yeah. Because the interpretation of the rules is going to vary from person to person. At the state level, they calibrate their inspectors. They try to make sure everybody's looking at saying the same things the same way, but it doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. And they send out interpretation memos on what the lawmakers intended for the the law to cover sure. and that doesn't always get applied the same way between you know even two food trucks sitting side by side well precisely and and what i saw from being on that side of it is it's it, there's a, usually a state a state way of doing things like you said and they try to keep everybody um you know for enforcing it or updated you know to, to uh, up to speed together but every region we see it in the, every state we live in every region is different we, mm -hmm. we have tourist areas we have high you know you can be in one county that food trucks are a dime a dozen you can go one hour in any direction and they don't have a, a food truck in the entire county and so you might be the first one and now everybody's gonna be really reluctant and it's gonna be a slow procedure process of getting permitted or you know they um so it's it's just so you know even if everybody's on the same page in a state they're just they're all used to different things and um it, it just makes it tough i mean I, sound, I don't want to sound discouraging at all um it's it just it's more of an incentive and a, and a motivation to don't be shy like you said go grab it talk to them email when you can so it's documented you have it in writing yeah uh, a lot of times we think that they don't want to hear from us or that we're bugging them 
inspect doesn't want that. They're like the rest of us. They are overworked, <laughs> underpaid, and 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 spread thin. They're they're understaffed. Uh, so they're they're running around. It may take a week. That doesn't mean they've forgotten about you. Or don't want anything to do with you. They just really they got to keep their numbers going too. They have inspections to do, and they got to stay on top of that while trying to open new places or answer questions and um, checklists. Checklists are the best, like you said, Bill. Get those checklists from them. Most of them have gone that way. They can email you one over. You don't have to wait for them, and they'll give you the checklist of. Of things to do and and uh, contact them when it's ready, and then they'll it's kind of like building a house. They'll come look at it and say, you know, all, green light or wait, here's a few more things. Call us when you get these completed, yeah. and just keep chipping it away at it. They're there, they're 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 there for us. It may not always feel like it, but they're there for us. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it, it doesn't feel like they're on the same side, but really, right. their their mandate is to protect the public. Yes, and and because of that particular viewpoint. They see the the food world a little bit differently than we do. Sure. You know, and since they're coming at it from a different angle, sometimes we don't communicate the same ways. Yeah. And sure. their end goal is they want to protect people. And yeah. that's an admirable yeah. goal. Our goal is to make money. So we're trying to figure out how to pacify the health inspector while also right. still trying to make sure the guests want to come and eat the food. <laughs> right. So it does, going farther in debt. <laughs> exactly. It does become a challenge sometimes. Sure. Sure. So let's um, let's jump in a little bit to you said you have done uh, SurfSafe and, and taught classes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I last estimated I'm, I've probably helped about 2000 students in the, okay. in the past 15 years um, get SurfSafe certified. The manager, one, the one that every, right. that's why I mentioned that we talked about that food code. So even with California, we can throw them in. But every state ha- has that it's food safety manager is, is what the actual certification right. is in the code. Um, surf safe is not in the written in the rules. That's just about that's the, the third party. 95% of what we see is probably surf safe because they made it easy backed by the National Restaurant Association. So a lot of people say surf safe certified, but technically there's a handful of other accredited certifications that culinary programs and, and whatnot have come up with. So, um, but yeah, just to clarify that surf safe is the easier way to say it. Yep, get that surf safe manager. Um, they if you brick and mortar food truck, anybody doing food service, uh, has to, has to have that. Um, to be able to open and then of course not to lose points during your inspection. Um, you gotta have somebody on site. Yeah, let, let's That's talk about the process. losing the points. Yeah. The health code that we talked about that the FDA puts out also has yes. a model inspection that most states have adopted more or less. Right. And, and just to let everybody know, the reason that the states aren't identical is because there may be other laws or other rules and regulations that they have that pertain to other parts of of food in general mm-hmm. that conflict with the FDA rules. So rather than rewrite their entire law system, they will strike down parts of the FDA food code yes. or strengthen yeah. them in some cases. They make them right. more difficult more than the yeah. FDA recommends. Yeah. Our so folks in Ohio have a hard time. Our folks in Ohio listening know that for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they can't, that's not just pass the test. So you got to have a whole lot of documentation of how many hours you did and how yep. how long every, yeah, you got to have a, extra, extra proof in Ohio. So keeping along those, those same lines, as far as passing the inspection, there's three criteria mm-hmm. that the FDA recommends. And again, most states have adopted to gain points in the area of being proficient in food safety. The easiest one, obviously, is to get the certified food manager certificate. And then yeah. there you go. All you do is show it to the, the inspector and you get those two points on the inspection. Right. The other two things are more difficult. One of them is you have to basically pass all the uh, critical points in the inspection. If you pass all those, then they give you mm. the two points for having you know, proved that you know what you're doing. Right. 
that's not how I would want to do it. I would just want to, here's my certificate. Right. I'm doing, you know. Uh, and we can even throw a third layer on there that, that and not to step on, you know, to cut you off and you may have been going this way. There's also some states that have the authority to, you have your certificate, but if you don't show that you retain right. that knowledge or you're not showing, you know, the hand washing sink has never been used. There's no, so there, or everything's out of temperature. They still cannot, they can choose to yeah. not honor your, your certificate. So exactly. uh, pass it, you know, have it and also stay current on it, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, you uh, had to perform the, perform, right. perform what you were taught. Right. And then, then the third way that you can prove that you have proficiency in food safety is to answer a series of questions that mm -hmm. the health inspector mm -hmm. would pose. Yeah. And he doesn't have to ask questions pertaining to your menu. Nope. It just be whatever <laughs> comes to his head. Yep. You know? And and again, I would not want to be quizzed in the middle of lunch by an health. Right. <laughs> ask about sushi and oysters. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So let's just show the certificate. So when that's a well said. It's a point well to me when, when people so when my state doesn't require it, I don't care. Go out right. and get it. You're gonna be serving yeah. the public. You need to learn yeah. your job. Right. And the right. easiest way to do it is either do Surf Safe, like you talked about, or any of the other companies. Yeah. There's, I think there's five or six that that do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's why I say too, it's there's very few certifications in our industry. You know, I mean, you can get a culinary degree or hospitality management. You know, if you go that route. But outside of outside of that, I mean, there you know, there's there's not many things that we you know, that that there's really uh, for food safety. There's one. You know, you know, there's food safety stuff. We've got food handlers and. Then you can go, you know, more specialized into allergies and stuff like that. But when it comes to actual certifications that 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 really pop, that really that really hold hold a lot of weight, that's it. Really is that 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 this one of the few that we have, and so that right there is another good reason just to get it. Just to, it's it's our industry. It makes it it lifts us all up. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, though, well, I talk to people a lot of times. You know, in in a lot of states that it is required. You know, they're doing it because they have to. But I, I don't like to start a class off going, all right, we're here because we have to because that's the damper good. Look, there's a reason most of our 34 states are definitely requiring to see it. And then, like you said, there's some there's some uh, still ways they can enforce it, the, the other states. But there's a reason. There's a reason they're making it. There, there's a reason there's 99 percent of the rules and regulations are there for, for good reason. It's mostly it's reactive. It's because something has happened. How do we make sure, you know, in the past 10, 20, 30, 40 years, how do we make sure it doesn't happen again? Or how do we minimize the, the chances and make sure that. Uh, uh, and, and so. It, it it really is enlightening if you if you get the you, you can make the most of it like anything else if you, if you look at it through that lens it's not too much of an expense majority of the time and it's good for five years and and this it's invaluable it's invaluable information tomorrow Joe and I will be talking about people that complain about man I'm gonna take temperatures and write them down and why you need to take temperatures and write them down. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.